inspiration and insights from leaders in the accounting, finance, and business worlds. This is the TSCPA Talks Podcast. I'm your host, Jared Booth. We are here today with Michael Brand. He is a partner in the firm of Johnson, Feigley, Newton, and Brand in Athens, Alabama. He's been involved in all aspects of public accounting, and he also teaches CPE seminars and conferences across the nation. He's received the Outstanding Discussion Leader Award two different times, and he'll be leading four seminars at TSCPA's Chattanooga Cluster on September 19th through the 21st. So, Michael, how are you doing today? I'm great. How are you? I'm good. I'm glad we can uh, have a talk today. Uh, we'll go ahead and start uh, with your background. Just tell us a little bit about where you grew up. Are you, are you originally from Alabama? I'm not originally from Alabama. Usually when people ask me where I'm from, I'll, I'll ask them what year. I, I grew up a preacher's son, so we moved around. Spent a lot of time in Texas, uh, but but have been in Alabama since, oh goodness, 87 or so. So I call it home now. I married an Alabama girl, so I'm an Alabama guy now. So what drew you initially to accounting? Did you always have an interest in numbers when you were a kid? You know, I didn't necessarily always have an interest in numbers. I grew up playing sports and always wanted, I always thought I wanted to go into sports medicine. And after my first couple of years of, uh, of the sciences and, and, and upper level uh, math and stuff in, in the sports medicine world, I, I was determined that I might want to take a little different path and talk to a a counselor and thought I might want to go into business. And so he thought accounting would be a great general degree for any type of business you wanted to do. And that's what led me into my accounting degree. And I started off in public accounting um, in in January of 1990 and have been in public accounting ever since and love it. Love it. It just it gives you a lot of different areas and aspects that you can do, concentrate in, flexibility and you know, at the end of the day, everybody's going to need an accountant somewhere down the line. Exactly. Uh, that's something we hear all the time from our members, just the flexibility of it. Um, you really can get a job working in all sorts of different things. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So speaking of all sorts of different things, you've been involved in, you know, as I said at the top, you've been involved in all aspects of public accounting uh, over the course of your career. What's the What's the area you felt like you were strongest at or, or your favorite? I really enjoy the A&A side of it. I, I do tax work because I'm in a small firm and, and I really have to, but that is not my preference whatsoever. Uh, now, I enjoy meeting with my tax clients. I enjoy getting to, to chat with them and catch up with them about once a year when it comes to actually doing the taxes. Uh, not my favorite aspect of it. I've really liked the, the accounting and audit side of it. I also do peer reviews. Uh, that's been a great way for me not only to, to meet some of my other uh, fellow CPAs, but to learn how they, they run their practice and some of the best practices they have and, and be able to trade ideas and evaluate how they're doing versus how I'm doing and so forth like that. And then probably about, oh, seven or so years ago when I was on peer review board, they asked me if I'd be interested in teaching a class, and I really wasn't at the time, but I thought I'd give it a shot, and I did. And it's, um, it's, it's a good aspect for me because I think I'll learn as much as hopefully what I teach others, and that's the great part of it. You, you not only get to meet a lot of people, you get to learn a lot from them also. Sure. So I'll get back to the uh, teaching part of your job in a minute, but uh, let's go back. You said 
uh, A&A is really your favorite. What are the specific things that you really like about that? It gets me out of the office. <laughs> you feel a sense of accomplishment. I, feel, I, I say you do. I feel a sense of accomplishment. Being able to go to my client's office uh, and, and look and analyze their financial statements, uh, discuss with them some areas where they've got concern or, or maybe they don't understand uh, why the numbers look a certain way, but yet they don't have much cash in the bank and we can do cash flow statements and different things like that that really enable them to, to understand their business a little better and how uh, the relationships between different accounts, revenues, expenses, and so forth like that hopefully make a little better sense so that they can run their, you know, they can run their business a little more efficiently, a little more effectively. Uh, that way and maybe give them an advantage that other small businesses, and that's who I typically deal with are small businesses, uh, might not be able to handle because they haven't had that accounting expertise or accounting experience come in and really sit down with them and talk to them about ways that they may can maximize profits uh, and, and minimize taxes on the same side. That's a little bit of the process too, but just being able to go out and, and help people understand the accounting side of how their business works. Now, some of them are small businesses. They're not as concerned about that part, and that's why they hire you know outside CPAs to do this type of stuff so that they can help handle the things that they're not an expert in uh, and at the same time run their business. And so it's a, it's a cooperative process, and I just really enjoy being able to get out, go and see how other businesses work. That's been a great thing about A&A is I've I've got to see a lot how a lot of different businesses work and operate and so forth like that. And that's uh, it's not the same thing day after day after day. Yeah, always good to get out of the office. Um, and that's also that's the classic, you know, business advisor role um, where you're really able to help a, a business. And it's also it's connected to teaching in a way, too. It really is. It's, 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 an, it's an educational process for everybody involved whether you're educating a professional CPA on what the standards say or you're, or you're educating one of your clients on, on how their financial report uh, impacts their business and impacts their ability to generate cash flows and impacts their ability to go out and, and maybe expand their business and so forth. Sure. So when you, um, you know, you like getting out of the office, is that another aspect of uh, teaching? I know you travel a lot for that. Is that another aspect you like? Most of the time I do, and and, and I, I don't teach as much as other teachers do. I, tr I, I limit myself to maybe 15, uh, 20 times a year, which still uh, kind of sounds like a lot, but there are some who you know, are teaching 50-plus days out of the year. But, but I like the availability to get out and go see different areas. I'm a foodie, so when I go out and teach uh, different places, I, uh, not only do I enjoy my time, uh, getting to interact with other CPAs and so forth like that. I can check out local cuisines and see different parts uh, of the states and so forth. And so I've been, you know, north, south, east coast, west coast, and that's uh, that's a pretty neat deal as far as I'm concerned. Absolutely. What's your favorite food city? Ooh, man, it all depends on what kind of food you're talking about because I like them all. You know, I've, I've, this year I've been up to Kansas City and got to try some of their uh, barbecue and I was in Salt Lake City and San Diego and had some good seafood out in San Diego so now I, I like them all and it's hard for me to pin down one but you know I'm, I'm from the south so so I like I like barbecue and, and I cook barbecue and I do things like that too so uh, it's hard to pin me down on one but if I were to say one because barbecue is so diverse it's different in Texas than it is in Kansas City than it is in Tennessee than it is in South Carolina you know so that's a neat thing 
Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Nashville's got a great food scene. We go all the time. Try to there's a new restaurant every week. In terms of uh, teaching, you said that you know back in the day you kind of got talked into teaching a course, and and uh, you didn't know what you were what to expect, but you ended up you know enjoying it enough to keep doing it. Not everybody with a full time career like you is is going out and teaching even fifteen twenty times a year. So you know what is that drive for you? What what makes you continue to do that every year? I hate to call it forced learning, but but it is it has allowed me or required me really to take a deeper dive into the standards that I use in my own office. You know, it's, it's kind of like doing peer reviews. If I'm going to be out doing a peer review of a firm and I'm going to be instructing them or telling them, hey, you're not doing this in accordance with standards or whatever, I better know what the standards say. And it's the same thing when you're teaching uh, a class. Uh, folks look at you really as the expert. And so doing that, you know, it, it takes a lot of prep time, reading the standard, understanding it, being able to know how to apply it. And, and, and one of the things that I like to hopefully bring to folks I teach is giving it to them in a way that they understand it. You know, anybody has the ability to, to be able to read a standard. You can read it, but how do I do it in my practice? Uh, and I hope that's a, that's something that I can bring to the folks that I teach. It has definitely helped me because I'm a, I'm a practicing accountant. You know, I, I practice this stuff uh, when I'm in my own office, and, and I and I have to implement the stuff I'm teaching, and that may give me a little bit of an advantage over folks who do more. T- and this is not to take anything at all away from those uh, those folks, but but the fact that I do this each and every day in my own office and, and, and go through the process myself, it's enabled me to hopefully produce a better work product at my office and then again share my ideas, my techniques, my interpretations of the standards with others. And in turn, they can tell me their uh, same thing. And it's, it, it's helped me out a lot in my practice. And so, you know, I, I said I was pushed out. I may have been coerced and I kind of did uh, part of the day with somebody else teaching part of the day too. Uh, and then I've kind of, after a little while, I felt comfortable enough to start teaching on my own. And it's been a, uh, it's just been a great process for me. I've learned so much. Yeah. And again, there's that connection with, um, teaching and, and the business advisor for clients. It's, uh, distilling complex information into a way that, that fits into how they run their business or how they're trying to learn how to do those things. Exactly. One of my one of my mentors had something he called plain English accounting, and that's kind of how I try to put it out there too. Just give it to them in plain English where they can understand it. Because sometimes the standards are written in a way that that you can read it, but but sometimes understanding it, implementing it, applying it in your own practice isn't always the easiest thing to do. So giving it to somebody in a way that's that's more understandable to the practitioner uh, is is the way that I kind of like to drive my. Uh, discussions with folks. And you mentioned uh, a mentor. Yeah, have have mentors played a, a large role in your professional life? Tell us a little bit about that. Huge role. Dr. Tom Ratcliffe was was somebody who, uh, if anybody's been to any type of CPE in the South, Southeast, or, or even nationally, a lot of folks know Dr. Tom Ratcliffe. He unfortunately passed away uh, last year, and, and he was one of those who uh, he started the Center for Plain English Accounting. He sold that to the AICPA. They had their own Center for Plain English Accounting. And he was one of those that didn't matter what subject he was teaching, he'd make you like it. 
you know, he could just give it to you in a way and deliver it in such a way that you didn't realize you were there for eight hours and it didn't feel like 10 hours. It felt like less than that. And he would tell you the things you needed to know, the things that didn't really apply. He'd tell you that too, but he would just in a matter of fact, plain English way say, Hey, here's what the standard says. This is how you do it in your practice. And this is how you should go about doing your business. And to me that, uh, it just spoke volumes. He's been he's been very influential. Uh, he was a former chair of the Accounting and Review Services Committee, and I was able to follow him up as chair of the Accounting and Review Services Committee a couple of uh, a few years after after he had been chair. And, and I remember before I accepted that position, he was one of the people that I wanted to talk to just to get insight. And he would he talk to anybody smart as a whip. He was uh, he had his PhD and so forth like that, and so just so smart. But he could just. He would and could talk to anybody on any level. And I always appreciated that fact about him. I always think about that when you say something like, that was one of the guys I wanted to talk to just to kind of pick his brain. I always think about that in terms of young CPAs today. You know, is that is that advice that you would give them of just put yourself out there and try to find people who, who you think are doing it right and and kind of make yourself into a mentee in a way. Yeah, I, absolutely. I mean, that's to me, that's the best way to learn. You know, you can get in there and you can read and you can try to figure it out yourself, but but having somebody like that to lean on, to pick their brain, to, to just have that camaraderie to say, hey, I don't quite get this. Can you help me out a little bit? Having somebody like that has helped me more than reading the standard itself. They, they've helped me determine how to give to folks in a way that they understand it. Yeah. So at the uh, upcoming Chattanooga cluster, you're going to be leading four different courses. Um, and one of them uh, is a FASB update and review. And then we've got an ANA update. Um, just, you know, without giving anything away, uh, tell listeners what, what they can expect from those courses. Um, give us a little preview if you can. There's not a whole lot you can cover from the FASB in depth in four hours. So it's going to be one of those folks, you know, it'll be more geared toward the people who just need an update. And that's what it is. It's, it's somebody who's in the financial and accounting and reporting side of their practice uh, where you'll be looking at things like, you know, PCC or private company council standard setting that affects our small businesses and so forth like that. What they've done since uh, the PCC has has been implemented a few years ago and looking at some of the accounting standards updates that have been put out. We'll touch a little bit on things like the revenue recognition standard. Everybody has, uh, has heard about it for a little while now. It's It's been pushed back a couple of times. Uh, there have been updates to the standard that hadn't even been implemented, so we'll hit on it. We'll talk about how it might change some of the ways you do your practice. Uh, and then we'll look at the new Elise accounting standard. Again, we won't get real in-depth. It's not due to be implemented until around 2020 anyway for most folks. So we'll just give you the basic knowledge of what you need to know going forward. Talk about some planning ideas you may have. And that, that'll kind of handle the FASB update. And then when you look at the other course, you know, it, it's also really an update, but it'll cover things such as SARS-21, which has to do with comps, reviews, and preps, and so forth like that. It'll talk about attestation matters. You know, the attestation standards have been clarified like most of the others have. Uh, and so I, I, we'll discuss that for a little while, see what changes were made to that. 
and then some other A&A practice, you know, that there, there are more illustrations in that class. Uh, and again, it will cover some of the things that the other class will take, but, it, but it's a little more broad in what it has. It's not just FASB updates. It's comp, review, prep, attestation, and other matters. Sure. That sounds like uh, it'll be a really good update for folks to hear. Um, we look forward to seeing you in Chattanooga. And uh, they got some great food down there. You'll like that, won't you? I'll be all over that. Don't you worry. All right. Um, well, thanks so much for talking with us, Michael. And um, really appreciate it. I enjoyed talking with you. Glad to do it. I appreciate the opportunity. I want to thank Michael Brand for being on the podcast with us today. Check out our website to register for the Chattanooga Cluster, which is on September 19th to 21st. And on behalf of the entire TSCPA team, thanks for listening.